KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In Depth. I'm Charlotte Reese. People have spent a lot of time at home during the coronavirus pandemic. That's a good thing when we're talking about controlling the spread of the virus. But we didn't just stop going to the gym or going out to eat. A lot of people were too nervous to go to the doctor's office. Now studies are showing that the number of screenings for cervical, colon, and breast cancers in the first few months of 2020 are a lot lower than they have been in previous years. So what could that end up meaning for our health and for the cancer rate in the country? I asked Dr. Angela Nicholas. She's the chief medical officer at Einstein Medical Center in Montgomery County. Dr. Nicholas, I've been hearing concerns about people skipping doctor's appointments during the pandemic. People are nervous to go out, and it seems like especially to the doctor's office. But there's still some things that people shouldn't skip, and one of those is cancer screenings. Why is this error right now of COVID and quarantine especially nerve-wracking for cancer screenings? Well, you're, you're correct in that I think patients are nervous about going to their physicians and specifically primary care physicians when they're feeling well. Um, everyone gets it when they're feeling sick. Of course, they want to go to their doctor or, or have a telemedicine visit, which is what a lot of primary care practices are doing. And I am a family physician. I should introduce myself as that. I'm a family doctor as well. So what's happening, though, is because patients are skipping their routine visits when they're feeling well just for a, a physical or a checkup, maybe it's their three or four month diabetes check, is that they are not coming into the office and skipping those appointments then gets them off track for their routine screening. One of the most important things a primary care physician can do is make sure that the patient stays well. You know, we, we all take care of patients when they're sick, but we really want them to stay well. And we do that through our routine screenings. We routinely recommend mammograms. We recommend getting blood work done. And for me, and especially in this venue, obviously colon cancer, colorectal cancer screening is really important. It has been estimated that about 18,000 patients will miss their colon cancer screenings during about the three or four months of the pandemic when, at least in Pennsylvania, things were really shut down and we really were not doing a lot of routine screenings. And as a result, that means that we're going to find those cancers later. When you find colon cancer later, um, later could mean, you know, hopefully just two or three months from now, but in some patients, they just put it off and put it off and put it off. And what we know about colon cancer is that when it's found very early, 90% of it is curable. When it's found in the later stages, for example, stage four, only 10% of it is curable. So, so the thing about cancer and cancer screening is we do the cancer screenings to find things early. And if you're missing those cancer screenings, you're missing the early detection potentially of your cancers. And you mentioned a little bit about telehealth, and that's been a huge thing this year. Has telehealth actually helped with cancer screenings? Can you talk about that a little bit more? Sure. So the practices that I'm responsible for here at Einstein, we pivoted actually very quickly to telehealth, recognizing that we didn't want patients to miss out on their routine diabetes and high blood pressure, and eventually we were able to do well visits via telemedicine. Because, you know, yes, of course, the physical exam is really important in a lot of cases, but probably 
75% of what I do is really just talking to the patient and listening to what they have to say and then using that shared decision-making model to come to a conclusion about what they need to do. And so telemedicine still allowed myself and the patient to participate in a very meaningful way. I always made sure, and my and the physicians in our physician group always made sure that we look at our health maintenance, which is our update of, hey, the patient's due for this, the patient's due for that. We need to make sure that we stay on top of all these things and recommended the appropriate screening. So, for example, we weren't able to really do mammograms because, again, the, that part of the health system was really not able to practice at the time. But there's options for colon cancer screening that do not require you going into a hospital facility. There's at-home screening. So for patients that were due for their colon cancer screening, we could say, well, you know, five years ago or 10 years ago, you had a colonoscopy. We can't really do those right now. But how about we do an in-home screening? And and in-home screenings can, depending on the type of testing you do, can be good for three years or one year. And patients were actually Frankly, people were looking for something different to do. I mean, it was like Groundhog Day every day. So when I said, hey, we can do colon cancer screening, it was like, oh, good, something new to do. So we were really, um, in my opinion, we were pretty successful in getting our patients to do at-home colon cancer screening kits where they didn't have to come to a hospital. They, you know, I felt good about the fact that I was actually able to get some cancer screening done and they were really participating in their healthcare by doing something maybe new. And now the studies show they'll be more willing to do that again in one year or three years. Wow. I guess a positive that kind of came out of this whole thing. So I guess this question is more so than for mammograms and breast cancer, but I mean, who would you recommend to get screened right now, especially given the pandemic circumstances, especially people with maybe underlying conditions or different Mm -hmm. health factors? When is a cancer screening really important for somebody to get? So I think a cancer screening is really important for people to get done on time. You know, that's the best way to do it. So for example, for colon cancer screening, um, the recommendation now, and this is a new recommendation, so um, your listeners may remember colon cancer screening over the age of 50, but recently the recommendations have changed to over the age of 45. So that's really important. The first thing is, if you're 45, you're really ready for colon cancer screening now, if you're at average risk. And younger, if you're at increased risk, if you've had a family history of colon cancer, a personal history of polyps, a family history of polyps, you may be recommended to be screened earlier than 45. But let's just say you're average risk, you're 45 years old, colon cancer screening can be done very safely now. You can do that in the privacy of your own home through two options, either the FIT test or Cologuard. Um, you may have seen the little dancing box on TV. And, and again, those colon cancer screens can be done at home in the privacy of your own home where you're very safe. All of the hospitals in the Philadelphia community, to the best of my knowledge, are all doing things to make sure that patients are safe when they come to their hospitals and their doctor's appointments. We're all limiting the number of people in the waiting room. We're not allowing visitors, and we're not allowing visitors because you know more people increase the risk associated with that. We're making sure that we don't have a lot of people in and out of the rooms. We're especially sanitizing the rooms. So I think now if you need a colon cancer screening, um, if you need a colonoscopy, for example, or you need to get a mammogram or you need to go get blood work, I feel very comfortable recommending to my patients that they can do that now and feel very safe about it. 
you will see things that look a little different. You know, the people that are taking care of you will be wearing masks, will be wearing eye protection. That's for your protection. And I believe that all hospitals and all health systems are expecting that you'll conform to the governor's requirement of everybody wearing a mask when you enter into a healthcare organization. That's comforting. That definitely is. And yeah. So if we can maybe compare to past years, do we know for a fact that this pandemic has had an effect on how many Americans have gotten cancer screenings compared to, let's just say, the last few years? We do know, and those statistics, I'd have to get back to you on the actual number of statistics. But for sure, I can tell you that 18,000 Americans have not had their colon cancer screening in, in the past four months because of the colonoscopy issue, most specifically. Mammograms are the same thing. You know, in our organization, we did not do routine mammograms from the middle of March until early June. So as a result of that, all of those patients then have to be moved to a new time. And so we basically missed out on those patients. And again, those patients will come back, but we've just delayed two months, three months, depending on how soon it takes to get them back and how comfortable they are in getting back to get their mammograms done. I think there's some, again, there's some patients that are still really nervous about routine screening. And I would say that if you're going to put something off, don't put off the routine stuff. They're the things that we're doing to keep you well. For sure, if you're sick, obviously, we're happy to see you. But the routine screenings are really important. You know, I I was due for routine blood work. I made sure I got my routine blood work and made sure that I saw my health care provider to keep up with my routine screenings. I'm over the age of 50, and there's things that I need to do every year to keep myself healthy and to keep me feeling good. And so I made sure that I really I, I did all of that even during the pandemic. I think it was really important um, that I was a good good role model for you know, participating in the healthcare system as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely certain things that you need to put ahead of maybe some of the concerns mm-hmm. right now. And I think one exactly. one major thing that really stuck out to me, Dr. Anthony Fauci a couple weeks ago said that the U.S. could have a cancer epidemic next if people don't start mm-hmm. showing up. Do you agree right. with that? Is that possible? Well, I think the term epidemic is something, you know, in the past we hear that term and not know what that means. And now we really know what epidemic means. I think he's right, though, because people are so nervous. I mean, I have a lot of patients, you know, young, healthy patients who should be getting, for example, the routine blood work that are scared to get the routine blood work, let alone those who have chronic medical conditions that are nervous about routine things. I think what he's saying is that the longer that we put off the routine screenings, and, and again, appropriately so. There, were, there was a point in time where we could not safely bring people into our organization. You know, in Montgomery County, where I'm practicing, we have under five patients right now in our hospital that are either COVID positive or COVID suspect compared to our highs of in the 50s, you know, back in the April, May timeframe. So our numbers are down considerably, but if you go to California or Texas, the tides have turned. You know, in the beginning, they didn't have that surge. They shut down the elective cases because they were concerned they were going to get that surge. They didn't get the surge, and they opened back up, and now they're seeing that surge. So they're going through two waves of potentially not being able to reach those patients and provide some of the routine health screenings that those patients normally would have had at that time. So I think we have a little bit of a different experience here in the Philadelphia area. We're starting to see a little tiny bit of a rise in Philadelphia County, and we're keeping our eye on that. But my hope is that 
with all of the things that we're doing in the state of Pennsylvania that we're really able to keep the numbers really where they are and not really see a surge again. If we see a surge again, I would believe that we may have to go back to some of the practices that we had, again, back in that you know April, May, early June timeframe, when we had to ramp up again, you know, we turned off elective procedures to make sure we had enough beds in the hospital for our sick COVID patients. And then once we were felt really comfortable that we had the right processes in place, we were able to open back up to elective surgeries. But, you know, again, I hope we don't see another uh, surge in patients, but that will determine what happens with our routine health screenings. So I think Dr. has a point and I appreciate what he's saying. I, I'd like to squeeze in as many patients as we can right now, hoping that there isn't a surge, but we don't know what's going to happen. And I think we're hearing a lot about people going out and, and kind of just getting sick of the whole thing. You know, we're all sick of staying home, but staying home is what kept our numbers at really good levels. And so I, I hope we can continue to do that and continue to protect ourselves. But now's the time. If you need your colonoscopy or mammogram or routine blood work or your diabetes care, get it now. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. What's, what's your advice to people? Why is getting checked so important to you? You know, as a primary care doctor, again, my job is to keep you well. So when I recommend routine screenings, I'm recommending them because I know that these are the things that save lives. I, I said a little bit earlier when we get col- when we find a colon cancer in stage one or potentially stage two, we have a 90% chance of curing you. When we find colon cancer stage four, we have a 10% chance of curing you. It's very personal for me. My husband was diagnosed with colon cancer at the age of 45. Unfortunately, he would not have even been found with the change in the colon cancer um, screening age. He passed away at the age of 50 after five years of having colon cancer and. So for me, this is very personal. I, it's my personal mission to try to get every single person screened that qualifies for being screened. If we had known some of his family history, he might have gotten screened a little earlier and maybe we could have prolonged his life or maybe he would still be alive today. So because of that, I really want to make sure that my patients stay healthy and all of our patients you know, here in Philadelphia stay healthy. So um, it is important to that we keep you well and, and screenings, routine screenings, routine doctor's appointments, complete physicals. We joke about them a little bit like, oh, you know, they're sort of passe. Do you really need a complete physical? Probably the physical is the least most important thing. The most important thing is that you're checking in with your doctor and making sure that you're up to date on all your healthcare screenings. I'm so sorry for your loss. Just to say that. Thank you. I think it's amazing that that. Yeah, you make sure that people Mm -hmm. are being smart about their screenings and everything. Exactly. And I guess just as a last question, what are some things that people can do in their everyday lives, right? We hear different things that people can do to stay healthy. (laughs) This is a very odd time. What do you suggest people to just do every day? Maybe some cancer preventative things. Sure. Well, we know that eating healthy is probably one of the most important things. Um, making sure that your weight is at a normal weight for your height. We talk about something called the BMI. BMI is a height-weight ratio. You know, we have a normal overweight and obese categories. Keeping your weight into that normal category is probably the best thing. So how do you do that? Eat healthy, avoid processed food. I tell my patients, if you can't pronounce it or you don't know what it is on the package, maybe you shouldn't really be eating it. You know, think about having most of your diet as things that you know what's in that food. Exercise, 
We really recommend 150 minutes of exercise a week. And exercise doesn't mean you have to run on a treadmill. It could be gardening. It could be out taking a walk. And a walk meaning a fast walk where your heart rate's beating fast because that hurts a muscle and wants its exercise as well. But getting out there and, and really being active, keeping your mind active, avoiding drinking a lot of alcohol. A couple of drinks a week, depending on your height and your weight, is probably okay. But alcohol every day or excessive alcohol every day can place you at increased risk for different kinds of cancers and diseases. So so really just you know trying to use this time to get out there and go for a walk or go for bike rides or just staying active around the house, eating healthy. A lot of people have taken to, you know, where we used to, we all ate out a lot before and now we're all cooking at home again and finding new recipes and finding healthy recipes and keeping your mind active. So um, there's some of the things that I recommended to my patients, you know, take up a new hobby. I got back into some hobbies that I hadn't been able to do in a long time because I didn't have the time, but now really kind of nothing else to do. So I got myself back on the bike and out on the bike trails again. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Mm -hmm. Dr. Nicholas, for joining me today and talking with me about this very important topic. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Charlotte Reese, and we'll have another episode out soon.